0: Welcome to Mostly Miss the Podcast. Hello, <laughs> we are here with Pilar. Um, we know each other through our friend Sarah. Yeah, we miss her so oh, much. She moved you, away, Sarah.
1: but not out of our hearts. Never, never. She went to school for two years with you, and then she went to school two years closer to me. And that's how yeah. these things go. Then we all get copy pasted together yeah. in the town of Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. So do you know what the podcast is about? I hear it's
1: about gender and the internet and all of us feeling crazy and amorphous. Yes. Uh, nice.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. That is essentially what it's about. Um,
1: yeah. Like, the internet is, like, a formless ocean, and so is gender.
0: Right, right. And trying to copy and paste our own identities onto those things. Yeah,
1: exactly. Trying to surf our waves, brah. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, how how do you identify?
1: Um, I identify as a classic, standard cis she, her, woman. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, I grew up as a tomboy, which is a very strange um, way to refer to, like, a young girl. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I Yeah. We can unpack the term tomboy, because <laughs> I don't really know why is it called tomboy. I grew up a tomboy and certain things have stuck around from that I feel like what they call me on the internet a chapstick lesbian where okay, nice. it's like you could put a curling iron in my hands and I don't know what to do with it and oh. my nails are always going to be kind of short and yeah. I don't know how to put a face on like I feel like wearing mascara and lipstick is like so much makeup. Yeah. Um that that's that's like <laughs> yeah, kind of I the can... way I, you know, I relate to my womanhood is a very kind of uh sparing, not hyper feminine relationship to it
0: um you you wear do you still wear dresses
1: I do still wear dresses Uh and I still like them like I do feel like I'm also what they like to call on the internet like a footch like a femme and a butch I don't think I have given up some of the more feminine sides frilly colors and fun dresses yeah um but I do love me some dickies and kind of (laughs) wearing the more masculine comfortable outfits as well
0: yeah yeah
1: So I don't feel strict on the clothing scale, but I do like to be comfortable and practical all of the time.
0: Now I really want to ask you what your we're. This is normally left for the end of the conversation, but since we're on the topic, since we're on it, um, what is your most gender euphoric outfit or yeah.
1: Honestly, I have, uh, I have two answers. So one is I have these like fun kind of gingham flare brown pair of pants that like Mm. makes my butt look good but also is still just cool and relaxed and I wear this shirt that has a picture of breakfast on it (laughs) and that combo makes me feel like the great mix of like feminine masculine it feels like I can go on a date wearing this outfit and wear some chains um that's very Ron Swanson of you like on the masculine side. I- I'm learning that I, I too, love breakfast and brunette women. So <laughs> I do understand yes. him. Um, and then, <laughs> right, That's I'm amazing. like, yeah, yeah, I love some hot breakfast. If you ever want to get hot breakfast with me, I will probably say yes to this. And then Listen I think, up. right, hello. <laughs> um, and then I've also felt a lot of gender euphoria, honestly, in black dickies and, like, a linen camp shirt. Um, cool yeah you know those kind of like breezy collars it's still it just feels like an interesting good shape you're like this would look great on a dude too yeah um
0: yeah.
1: it just feels very at ease
0: yeah um good yeah
1: at ease those those yeah. are my two y- leaning masculine gender euphoric like yeah. this is just hanging out clothes
0: the internet the internet the Internet, it's a wild place, isn't wild it? <laughs> <laughs> You've lived in LA, so I always I also find that people who have lived in LA for longer have different per- opinions on the internet. Are you guys like, ah, I feel like, what am I trying to say here? I, yeah,
1: what is it to be on the internet at the beginning of LA versus what do you see from the people who've been here
0: for longer? I came into LA and i said i don't care about instagram i it's i need a meaningful relationship give me your phone number never worked right and now <laughs> and now i'm very much on the internet on instagram and like people i communicate with people through instagram and it's mm-hmm. no longer like yeah it's not i put less pressure on my friendships i guess maybe <laughs> and the people that i meet mm mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to say this yeah
1: um. well Instagram like okay texting a person is we are homies and we are talking about something right and it can be quick obviously like you can be like oh here's this da da. da. But mm-hmm. can you come whatever bye but it is this kind of direct contact or a specific group chat that's a level of a person in your life whereas yeah. Instagram it, it's almost like you can skim the top socially. Right. So right. you can, uh, and I kind of like that. I like watching stories of people I haven't seen in a while and giving right. that very low key, you know, shout sometimes, responding or a heart or a reaction, right, right. just as like, hey, I remember you exist. Like,
0: I think it it's is the cute. best as that. Right. Um, and, and I think I wanted like re- realness. <laughs> I was like, I want the real you, whoever the fuck you are. I met one time at a party. Um, But now I'm like, oh, no, I like I want to see how they're presenting themselves. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like acknowledging that, okay, everyone in L.A. is like, yeah, this is Instagram. This is who I am on Instagram. It's different from who I am with my friends. Not necessarily like in a negative way, just in a way like, oh, right. This is for the world. This is a presentation. That's right,
1: and, and it depends on how you feel about it, how employment wraps up in it, how oh, any fuck. of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. Uh, it is a funny thing. Like I do wonder if some people who are doing the most on Instagram, for some reason, have to, and if yeah. they wish they could be a little lighter and frolicking a little more there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, right yeah presentation is a very interesting thing to witness
0: yeah yeah
1: um and I guess yeah how everyone uses Instagram so that's how you feel about like the first getting here is the Mm -hmm. oh I have to be here and then yeah what have you observed about people who've been here longer and their relationship to the internet and what do you think LA does to a person (laughs) I guess
0: um I think specifically coming from New York also, Mm -hmm. everything is like a lot more, um, less direct, a little more backhanded. Yeah. Um, and it's for a while there, I was like, I'm way too fucking sensitive for this. Mm. Um, and now I'm realizing that's just how people are. Yeah. You know, that's like a community thing out here is like we communicate indirectly.
1: Yeah. It's very funny because yeah, as a, as a Southerner, like, I felt too sensitive being somewhere like Boston, where everyone is, like, very direct, but they're also not saying excuse me. Like, yeah. they're, they're not bothering with the niceties, and that made totally. me feel like a ruffled little, like, oh, i never, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I did feel Absolutely. kind of equipped for <laughs> what L.A. LA is. Yeah. Because the way I read it is, you know... I think Southerners will get a little more in your business and they will do the backhanded thing as kind of like the judging and the gossiping is is an active train in the community. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. they are asking more questions. There are, I think the community gets a little more involved and a little more personal Mm -hmm. um so that's the good and the bad of that like people will stand in the middle of the street talking to a neighbor and you're kind of like can you move yeah Uh, and and that's what the south is like and out here it's almost like the distance is an awkwardness I think it does take a while for the California folks to everyone's chill but it takes a while to really like get in the house and hang out
0: yeah absolutely to be on the
1: porch together but
0: yeah
1: i think yeah so there's a sense of like the sprawl of this metropolis people need the space they need the sprawl they need to you know orbit around the concept of of people (laughs) or of or of even what they're interested in they yeah they they spiral closer and closer but I think the space of that is kind of nice because it's yeah. not social dynamics won't be as explosive necessarily.
0: Right. No, I think, and that's what I'm beginning to love about it. Is like I love having physical space first of all, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> what a treat! What a treat! You have a yard. <laughs> yes. Um. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, um. Pilar hooked me up with this spot. Anyway, so I try to be
1: a roommate guardian angel in this town. <laughs>
0: Yes, um, and so, yeah, no, and once my mental, once I, like, yeah, I'm beginning to realize the mental space is also good because I can yeah. sort of just sit and think on things, and, like, my, I'm teaching myself to feel yeah. less anxious. Right, Um. and
1: everyone here does understand, hey, I need a, a beat. I can't come. Yeah. Like, the flakiness, I guess, works in your favor in those sorts of ways I do like the kind of gradual like updates that happen with people's lives from having been on Instagram for so long yeah um so that is fun in the like that's what's keeping me there honestly is what's everyone up to yeah (laughs) how are we all doing
0: right and I guess and I and not feeling too judged i guess like my thing Mm. for a while was like oh i feel like i'm being really harshly judged and that is Mm. probably me projecting on me judging other people super harshly Mm. and now i'm not yeah i'm like getting into it where i'm like first of all i love to be talked about (laughs) second of all (laughs) i know how like it doesn't bother me that much and i like let live and let live is sort of yeah I'm beginning to understand that on, on the internet. Exactly. Um, People
1: don't want bad things for you. They might actually want you to be happy. What? I think I think that is true.
0: I can't believe it. I can't. No.
1: Yeah, they want you to have what you want. And they want good things for you. And Aww. they want to see it happen.
0: Okay, so you use Instagram. Are you on TikTok?
1: I am on TikTok. Twitter? I... I would like to not be on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for a while now, X, I guess. And... Oh, my God. And I... Elon Musk. Uh, gross. You know? So... He's just... He's, like, burning it into the ground. So... Right. For what reason? Um, You know, ego and midlife crisis and so forth, which is a very funny expression of those feelings but i guess it's better than like taking the country to war but also right. blah, yeah blah, that's blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but right. I, I think it is okay. like if if elon musk was like you know like a french general named napoleon <laughs>
0: you know? right, have, uh, things uh, things problems. would be a
1: little more bloody but like he's just this guy and yeah um yeah. you know he does have blood on his hands because of the emerald mines and all that but like whatever he's just being dumb with twitter so instagram is my favorite of all of them because i think you know it is this great hub of event flyers and things yeah. going on so it does right. help me really know what's happening um and i love looking mm. at little astrology memes yes. and general memes and i i try to keep my for you page very Colorful and girly and celebrity gossip, and okay. I wanted to feel the way like you know Tiger Be or Teen People felt like yeah. growing up, you know, yeah. and I guess Teen People when it was good too of like here's some social justice information as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. But keeping it colorful and happy and fun to look at uh, mm-hmm. is is how I like to keep my internet space very yeah. very girly pop to me. Nice um, <laughs> and Aww. then. And then, yeah, it's there are fun groups for the memes, and every now and then it seems like flirty things can happen on Instagram, but for the most part, I feel <laughs> like it's I'm connecting with the people I like, I'm keeping up with their lives. I'm posting whatever I feel like. I post on the grid quite a lot, I think for okay. people our age, and I will post twice in a day and I don't care and nice. you know yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. also love the the Gen Z energy of putting all kinds of things in the carousel Mm -hmm. slideshow Mm -hmm. function of Mm -hmm. which my mom just figured out how to use which i'm so proud of her she (laughs) used to just like post like blast like 10 photos in a day and i think now she knows how to how to do it oh Um, that's so cute yeah yeah, she's private so sorry you won't be (laughs) able to check out her really insane knitting but um Uh, uh, unless she lets you um, <laughs> unless she accepts Unless she accepts uh, But But yeah I will It's kind of like Here's what's going on with me Here are my lovely friends Here is uh, Funny memes That are relating to me right now And um, yeah. And here are the cats I'm taking care of And here's a Dodgers game Who cares
0: Yeah Let's have fun Yeah 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 um, Well it sounds like you Are You're a writer Yes Yes Pilar of Fabulous writer. And it's... Twitter is more... Where you feel pressure to work. To make mm. it be your job versus Instagram. Less that's like right. Influencing more...
1: More just being fun and interacting with friends. is yeah. Is the yeah um, vibe of Instagram. And I can... I do promote my newsletter on there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, so good. Uh, Thank you. So that's... I, I feel more confident and enjoy doing it there than for some reason on Twitter. Like Twitter to me feels like being awake at like 1am in your messy dorm room and then being like the way cheese puffs get stuck to my molars is like the way my life is right now. Like that's what Twitter feels like to me. And so to then turn those kinds of thoughts or, or try to write, you know, quippy late night one-liners it's not something that I love and soar with and feel infinitely productive about
0: I also so two things one is I I used to write jokes and just when I wasn't doing stand-up or Mm writing jokes um mm-hmm. I would just say these could be things and put it on Twitter and be like ah, ha, 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 get no likes and still be like I'm hilarious so right. whatever yeah I feel that way about some of my tweets <laughs> I'm yeah. like
1: you slept on it and that's okay and
0: that's okay right now I again going back to like the work of it I, I'm trying to hold those and get real feedback in time on stage mm-hmm. um so I just have been using Twitter less yeah um Shout out to Ben I love you He is a media writer Or like he writes mm-hmm. for Vulture And reviews television and stuff Yeah So he super has to be there Has to be there Yeah 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 And I was One day Was like what how do we, How do we feel about Twitter Like what's the How do we feel And he so poignantly said Poignantly said It's all about just dunking on people So it's mm-hmm. It's fun Right It's like really fun Because if you get a good dunk It's like right yeah like it's hilarious but it gets a little exhausting because you're it's like not very nice it's not kind yeah you know it's yeah right and I
1: think that's that's the struggle with it is that you can only achieve growth attention so forth on all of these functions the more you are posting the more you are feeding the machine Mm -hmm. and like the endless content of it all dilutes quality yeah in general and and creates cultures of like yeah well what else am I going to do if I've already covered this topic or like this topic made me famous I guess I will dunk on this or I'll talk about this important thing or I'll be you know kind of the intensity of news and I'm sensitive to what's going on in the world so sometimes the doom scrolling really hits hard some people can stomach more of that than I can yeah um I still care I want to show up I want to be in action but if I'm passively scrolling that's upsetting yeah Yeah. um so I think I think it I want to relate to social media in a way that is sustainable and makes sense for me and I want to put out what I find to be if not quality, just something I enjoy and feel good about putting out there. And yeah. I, I think that I am feeling increasingly the issue of, <laughs> of capitalism, right. asking that of all of us. Like, can yeah. you grind every thought, feeling, labor impulse that you have into a pulp? Continue to do it. Do it constantly. Never stop doing it. Yeah. You know, maybe you can take breaks, but when you come back, that's still the nature of the beast. Yeah, And I'm like, I still feel the, like, evolutionarily that I'm really meant to be having, like, months off sometimes. Yeah. You know? Like, I still feel like a
0: villager, you know? Why are you asking me to grind like this? Well, that's something I've been thinking about so much recently. My revelation um, is I have to just, Nike, do it. Um, (laughs) And again, this all goes back to me I I enjoy this podcast so much. I enjoy mm-hmm. my newsletter. Like I like yeah creating and putting stuff on the internet. Yeah all of a sudden it feels good. Um and Hell yeah. so and so it's I have to like but I have to pick up the pace. Because before, if that's what feels good about it is not overthinking it and being mm-hmm. like, Okay, here's not being like read my shit now. It here it is. Like not overkill. Right. But just Being like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Picking up the pace and like,
1: and yes, the the more you do things and the more output that there is, the better you get at the thing, and the more people can interact. But uh, you know, is can there be a reason for a season? Does it have to be constant forever? Right, (laughs) I guess is sometimes the question.
0: Yeah. A reason for a season.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I miss cozy internet for sure. I think I was way more on the internet and on the computer when it came to like the my scene makeovers yeah, or like Club okay. Penguin or, you know, the the Disney like games that were attached to the shows and
0: hell yeah just as
1: a little computer game felt really nice for the computer um and and we it's less cozy now (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: um right like it it feels like you're not just like hanging out in your friend's basement anymore
0: um okay I'm trying to think we did all of this backwards kind of today (laughs) yeah Um, which is fun (laughs) which is fun yeah but we
1: can we can double back or or get deeper on things
0: I kind of want to ask you more about gender let's do it yeah yeah um you were raised Catholic I was raised Catholic yes were you raised with very strict Gender rules in your home, in your, um,
1: no, not
0: so much.
1: Like my parents were a little more flexible. You know, they are obsessed with consuming like the news all the time, like NPR and then the New York okay. Times and then yeah. the Washington Post, then NPR again, and yeah. then the Public <laughs> <laughs> News Hour and the blah, blah 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 blah. So they they didn't have that like narrow dogmatic religious approach which i'm thankful for but at the same time i still did have to go to church and sunday school every week um which is crazy
0: yeah we can
1: that's a whole other thing to unpack that we don't have time for but um we could have time for it but right Um, (laughs) i think when i was in my tomboy youth my mom was kind of fighting for me to get into some dresses and that was a discussion um, and I think she has always been slightly campaigning for more femininity, but I think it's because, you know, she's a tourist that has a very comprehensive beauty regimen yeah. and she <laughs> believes in it, yeah, you know, she yeah. believes in blow drying your hair every day. And she's like, why don't oh. you switch? back to a side part and be blow drying it every day and show off that widow's peak. And she doesn't want to give it up. And I'm like, once again, blow dryer, curling iron. It's not, I have no interest. You could teach right, me, you could right. get me the Dyson dryer and I still don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. that feels, I want to be launching out of the door. I want my, mm. my getting ready routine to take, 15 minutes, ideally. Um, right, right. And I have finally found someone who can cut my hair in a way that actually honors the, I'm not going to dry it. I'm just going to shake it out yeah. and hope oh. it looks nice. Yeah. Um, so she definitely was campaigning for those kinds of old school, like, you know, ideally your nails, yeah. your handbag, and your shoes should match they Damn. should be the same color I but that. that was more like my grandmother than my mom but she carried some of that and you know don't do the navy and black like your tights should oh. not have a run in them I once oh. came from the airport and my tights had a run in them and my parents were humiliated they were so <laughs> upset about it and I was like people are wearing cookie monster pajama pants like leave me alone <laughs> um
0: so that like a southern thing is that a southern thing because my mom who's from North Carolina mm-hmm. you're from Atlanta yep. yep um always my whole life was like you cannot go to the airport in your pajamas like that is embarrassing what if you see a celebrity what if you see a politician like I do Yeah. no way Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do
1: believe in, like, being presentable at the airport, but the idea of ripped tights being an issue is just kind of funny because that even has, like, its place in fashion history, but they are definitely not on that side of it, I think. (laughs) There is also, like, the East Coast be a little more buttoned up. I think I do appreciate that about the West Coast is that it is a little more be comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there were there have been those leanings of when you show up and look nice. And my mom definitely love has always loved to, like, go dress shopping with me. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time I had an ex describe it in this horrible way of, like, <laughs> looking like middle school Sunday school. Oh. Uh, like, those kinds of dresses. And I do think Atlanta and Dallas have that kind of, like, sorority dress that's, like, mm-hmm. very appropriate, bold color, you know, like – it comes in at the waist and then it flares out a little kind of way of being. Yeah, so I had that femininity that was like a little business. And I do think, again, the 2010s were weirdly pushing us to business look where it was like, have a sock bun and a statement necklace and a peplum top and look like you could be corporate at the club. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) it was coming from a couple of directions. and, um, And I had, I think the most interesting thing about like, my femininity growing up I think I've always had comfort in like wearing you know the flannels and the more masculine stuff and it is very funny my dad was very like you need happy plaids that's a sad plaid like that was <laughs> so that cute. was a recourse in the house um uh or that was a, the discourse and um being closeted is also an interesting journey with like the way I express femininity for a long Absolutely. time because I think of it as I was dressing defensively so externally Mm -hmm. I'm saying well I want men's validation and I want them to give me attention and yes I am totally uh, hetero and following all of this and so comfortable and so happy the same way all the straight women are yes and then (laughs) yes but I was but I was kind of on purpose the kookiness of wearing the uniform and then wearing every crazy thing I think I dressed like that for a while where I was I was dressing you know in ways that were too much where I was yeah. covering I also had a lot of issues with like being having curves and like showing those off like I didn't want mm-hmm. men approaching me actually and so I would kind of dress defensively in a way that they wouldn't yeah. want to come up and flirt with me. I would be wearing, you know, things that were like kooky and chuggy and I would prefer a girl to be like complimenting my earrings kind of vibe and I would wear the crazy earrings so that is how when I was closeted I was expressing femininity by wanting to be in you know more vintage dresses and things that were leaning quirky quirky girly was what I was reconciling and I had definitely a fashion crisis over the past two years of, oh, I used to mm. want to wear color almost all the time. I think it was the thing that would make me feel happy during that, During uh-huh. in in the negotiation of what I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do during that time. It was like color was a happy place. And again, it's kind of like stay away from me, men. I'm wearing yeah. like lime green today. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and weirdly coming out was like, oh yeah, I do kind of want to go back to the, the happy plaid, sad plaid vibe of like, I want to just be in pants and a shirt and I'm okay actually to wear neutrals and you know, it's I'm crazy. okay if my tattoos are the color today, and yeah. I'm not, uh, people have definitely commented on, oh, I always thought of you as wearing these crazy colorful things, and now you're in neutrals.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and maybe I'll have a swing back to color, but I do think, like, coming out has helped me drop this need to, like, have extra feminine, but not sexual plumage of, like, yeah. don't actually come up to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I think because fashion is something I've always talked about with my girlfriends, my friends who are girls, like Mm -hmm. my groups, my girlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's not... If you wear sort of quirky, weird things that are about fashion history, vintage, you know what I mean? Like It's like knowledge. Women are the ones who are going to come up to you and be like, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. And it protects you from men who are like thinking about what you're not wearing. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And I think... You know, they're... The, the genuinely heterosexual lady friends that I had and still have, they would dress a different way when we would go out, and it would be a little more angled to, like, attracting that attention. Yeah. And I think I felt really uncomfortable because it's like, if I am showing a little titty or a little ass, I can't control the flow of, like, who's coming at me and how. Yeah. And and I and that oh, was overwhelming to me. Yeah. Um, because then – it can put you in those conversations and on that track where, you know, these patriarchal values yeah. that are still prevalent in the water create like the escalator of well, this is going to lead to this, to this, to this. If you are nice to me yeah. here, I was just like, I don't even want any of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But still being like, why aren't they noticing me? I need their validation for some reason. Like yeah. that's the, the what I'm told. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I
0: really like that. Like. Wearing certain things and also feeling like unable to control the attention that you're getting. It's like exactly how I felt as a heterosexual person. Right.
1: You just want to, you just, I, I would dress in such a way that it was like a negotiation of I'm comfortable enough in this. And also I will get the comfort of having some space here. Yeah. And, and Okay you know yeah yeah but I have not realizing now being fully out and open I feel way way more comfortable in just kind of regular degular clothes yeah yeah (laughs) and pants and shirts pants (laughs) and shirts pants and shirts t-shirt and jeans But even all of that being said, I feel still like a cis woman. And I know that's not the universal. I I think there are people in the non-binary or Mm -hmm. trans space that maybe even have a similar story of like tomboyhood, discomfort in certain Mm -hmm. feminine things and then, you know, finding liberation with like shaking off Mm -hmm. the labels and Mm -hmm. the standards of womanhood Mm -hmm. and I can totally get behind that but Mm -hmm. I think I just I I feel my womanhood very much in the like I guess the feminists and the and the female writers of yore you know of the long tradition of what it is to be a woman and to occupy these roles or to find your particular comfort with within rules to have these cycles of the body and feel you know connected or disconnected from that or or share commonality you know I'm just like I'm I'm just a woman who's wanting to be comfortable yeah (laughs) and I feel good with that I I feel fine and good with being that kind of woman
0: and so and and within the rules of femininity as they have historically been laid out Mm -hmm. you are able to find comfort in that
1: I think so because I think there have been um there have been rebellious women too that have been really cool and that I really admire and who still felt like that's what they were and they found and they created their own space inside of that like right um, it's kind of like wh- the, when you're raised in the feminine roles and it's like, oh, well you, if you're not shaving your armpits, like you're, and you don't wear a bra, you're going to be a lesbian and yeah. you're going to be carrying a picket sign. And I'm kind of like word vibes. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm down to That's be it. that. Yeah. 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 I'm happy to be that. And, uh, and once I got to coming okay. out, I haven't felt the, I have felt comfort, where I am there I have not felt the um the feelings of dysphoria or the other kind of parts of that journey and the way that those doors open for people yeah Um, because I've heard those stories from Uh, gender diverse friends yeah, and I'm like I don't feel I don't really mind you know yes sometimes I wish I could like tie my boobs up like a ponytail and throw them over my shoulder (laughs) and not like experience the sweat of them and the the hoisting them around but I ultimately am just I'm happy being parked here nice
0: nice that's amazing I don't I think I
1: hmm what were some of those doors that made you feel like I'm not done with the journey yet? I have to like, this is not my final stopping place. Like what made you, um,
0: it's a good question. I, it's a good question. I am still very much on the journey. Um, I think I do. I love my body. I feel very comfortable in my body. I fucking hate having a period. But it is my period. You know what I mean? And I'm. Yeah. Also, not to be gross, it's just bloody as fuck. And I'm like, I have blood. You know what I mean? And you're like, whoa. Well,
1: okay. That's another interesting thing. I definitely have been experiencing like euphoria about periods of late because I had an IUD for five years. Okay. And I didn't have that at all. I didn't have the regular cycle. And I also think like having that was very much about okay, the heterosexuality, you know, yeah, like this yeah, is, yeah. this is how I'm going to feel like comfortable, you know, sleeping with men, um, or sleeping with people who have,
0: yeah, who can impregnate me.
1: Yes, 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 exactly. So I think, um, I think when I had that out, I didn't realize how much I missed the cycle and how much yeah. like I miss feeling, feeling the full expression of my body instead of the, the wow. hormone fog and the, oh my god so many women I know have very different experiences with like the way hormones are everything (laughs) and sometimes they are everything in the sense that once you have them through a birth control they balance you and and you feel depressed without them and sometimes it's the other way around where you feel Mm -hmm. so depressed and off under the influence of like a hormonal you know check
0: right right um
1: so I definitely feel you on that it's great to it's great to feel The full body.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, internally, I feel very masculine. Mm -hmm. Like, my traits are very masculine. I don't really like, I don't know. That's where you're comfortable. That's where I'm comfortable. Okay, so here's another example is my um, hairy legs. So Mm -hmm. I, for a long time, was like, shaving obviously cuz mm-hmm. you're a kid in school and mm-hmm. I don't really like the way it feels in the wind with your like your hairy legs you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can feel it moving yeah. um and now I'm just literally too lazy I'm- Do you like the feeling now in the wind? <laughs> uh, I don't notice it anymore. Actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah nice. I just like really don't notice it. Um yeah. I'm the only reason I don't and if like someone paid to get laser I would think about it but I'm not gonna spend my money doing that. Yeah. Um. You know, and I and I do sit and I and I have been looking at them a lot recently, and I'm like, whoa, I've yeah, just like it's weird being a hairy person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there's so
1: much. Um, that's the that's the thing. That's the truth. Yeah. There's right. plenty <laughs> of it. Um. Yeah. I still. I still do like the, the feeling of shaved legs. I still do that, but I did stop recently shaving my armpits, and I've given that a go, and that's like kind of fun. Uh, to me, it feels like a queer thing. Yeah, some, it is a signal, I think. I, I don't think it has to be, but mm-hmm. I am leaning into the signal part of it, I think, in yeah. that way. Because I don't know how, obviously, I appear queer in the wild. I don't know how people digest me. some friends will be like this outfit yeah (laughs) and and sometimes not I think so Um, so for me it's it's that little part of like oh this is not a heinously ugly thing in this community so why don't I try it right not Absolutely. that we have to make choices on like being ugly or hot but yeah. like obviously we want to be kind of hot
0: right we do live in
1: LA and we want to be
0: hot and we live
1: in this world okay right and and we have one youth to spend
0: exactly so right right the last thing that I want to say is it's like for the future of humanity To end on a really big (laughs) melt. Yeah. Is it our responsibility to redefine what femininity means? Right? Like you're saying, like, Mm -hmm. femininity has historically meant being small, right? Or mm -hmm, being subservient. Is it our responsibility to change that and say, actually, it means all these things. You can be big. Mm -hmm. Um, or are we going to hold what those two words, it's just like linguistics, right? Yeah. We're going to hold what those two words mean. And there are people who like to be feminine. There are people who like to be taken care of. There are people who like to be small. And I think that's beautiful. We need that. We need that. We need softness. Yes.
1: And And so we all hold like a different cocktail of what both categories are and mean anyways. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me I think that it's happening. I think okay. we we are in a moment where like more women are in the workforce than mm-hmm. of course have historically ever been. Women are getting to live in such a range right now, mm-hmm. which is really joyful. Like there are there are women who have kind of They're doing maybe the traditionally masculine thing of being a breadwinner, but they are buying Taylor Swift tickets and like watching Bridgerton, you know what I mean? But they're, they're paying the bills on their house. So I do think it is already happening. And I think that we are blending the lines and not minding more and more. I think it's Mm -hmm. just in the water. We're in a, moment of fashion where everyone is just kind of wearing whatever they want. It's been democratized and even the joy of thrifting and the lean towards sustainability has made it so that everyone can wear whatever. I think only when you're really looking in those old world conservative spaces, are they so hyper about gender performance that it is just kind of funny to see like, if you have to try this hard to be, this standard of woman or this standard of man Mm.
0: is it can you call it natural woof it's not well right because you're fighting evolution or you're just like having to walk up this crazy hill to uh pass
1: all these you know standards yeah <laughs> all yeah. these standards that you're supposed to be hitting about what your body looks like is like how you present how you live that life yeah. how you interact everything and if you're saying that's the natural order of things why is it so unnatural for people to do why do they have to try and fight for their life to do it yeah right um, right you know so control control right whereas I think just the idea of woman man masculine feminine I think it's just all happening all at once I
0: like that yeah it's all just like mushing together right and we're all just figuring it out right
1: and so for yeah. me it's kind of like saying I'm a woman is not that deep for me personally yeah. and and I feel good I feel like a woman in the way that like Carol King on um, the cover art of tapestry is yeah. just like comfortable in her home you know yeah um oh, and man. I think like Transness being like the remix of everything and yeah. the the joy of like exploration within it all is so yeah. beautiful and fun. I think like freedom is a beautiful thing to see, period. Yeah. People expressing themselves the way they feel natural and comfortable
0: is hot and good.
1: That's USA. my stance. <laughs> just kidding. USA
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, um and then we can we do have to wrap it up, but mm-hmm. you just said that it feels good to A Woman in her home, I think I feel really comfortable outside, and that's like masculinity, it's like externalizing. I think masculinity externalizes a lot more than femininity, Hmm. and so that's something I'm thinking about. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, anyway. I mean, I like to be outside too, (laughs) you don't have to, everyone is their own mix, right? But I think. At this point in my life, I love to think about these things. Yes. so I love to. And that's why I'm sort of like, you're floating down the river of it all. Right, right, right. And I'm picking up on things that make sense to me. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yes, it's so fun. Uh, Yeah. um, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I would say subscribe to
1: my Substack. stack. <gasps> uh, it's at Pilar Duraldi on Substack. stacks. That is P-I-L-A-R-D-U-R-A-L-D-E. Um, that's where you can yes. find me on Substack. Uh, I hope you enjoy that. And it's you are good. welcome to find me on Instagram if that makes you happy. No pressure. Yeah, just vibes. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, well, thank you for listening, and uh, see you in the streets. See you out there. Bye. Bye.